Hi, welcome to the Hobbycast, episode 3. Hi, and welcome to the Hobbycast. This is uh, episode 3, and we're going to be doing Warhammer lore today, especially. Um, so you might have noticed I didn't post, um, but... I was on Thanksgiving break, and I was going to post an episode, but I had some technical difficulties with all my friends. Um, so I haven't posted for a week-ish, but hopefully you'll see a lot more posts from now on. Um, today's topic is uh, Warhammer, like I said. Um, I guess you probably already know this, but just uh, the beginning of quarantine, got into Warhammer. Dude, it is it is amazing. You gotta try it. Um, ninth edition just got released, which is really cool. And I'm hoping to play stupid COVID. Um, but I was hoping to play at the end of the summer, but obviously that didn't happen because stupid COVID. Um, but yeah, I guess just kind of a nerdy hobby that I love to do. So you'll be seeing quite a few Warhammer things. Um, yeah, but yeah, but my next episode is going to be D&D one. Yeah, I was just playing this game called Idle Champions of the Forge. You gotta check it out, it's so fun. Um, yeah, so I'm basically a nerd and yeah, just keep posting hobby ideas because I mean, that just helps a ton. Uh, if I don't get back to you in a few days, that's just me being lazy. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully, I'm trying to do at least two posts per week, but you know, you never know. Uh, yeah. Um, so I have a new system that I'm gonna go with for hobby episodes just because they didn't really have much structure because I mean, honestly, they probably weren't just that good. Um, so last time we talked about Inkscape and or just the website and the logo. And a few tips is, and a few things that I forgot to mention is just like you have to like, one mistake to not do that I did is if you're uploading videos to Wix, um, make it under 10 minutes and also, use WeVideo, which is a great resource to help you get it. And, I mean, just, you gotta try it. Great. Go for educational uh, uh, account, and then you can get, like, unlimited published time and everything. Um, so, yeah, so I talked about stuff in, oh, yeah, and the Inkscape tutorial isn't out because haven't finished it exactly yet, and... Uh, I'm trying to still figure out how I'm going to do it, but it'll be out in a few days, hopefully. Um, but yeah, hopefully doing more posts, more gaming. So I was thinking about doing gaming episodes, but I think I'm just going to do gaming posts. Like, how about one a week? I'll do that. One gaming post a week. Um, so Among Us. This new game is really fun. I might do an episode on it. It's just, it's really fun. Um, and I got a bunch of other things up in there you know and hopefully we can do like a D&D live something or other because or well I guess my next episode will be we'll kind of just explain all that just man it's it's great um 
But yeah, a few mistakes I made is it's a vector image, is what it's called when you can make it, well, when you put an image into it, into Inkscape, it becomes a vector image, which is why it's so, which was why Inkscape is so good at making logos because you can increase the size and lower the size without losing resolution. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, last ep- last uh, episode wasn't wasn't a super long one. Sorry if I bore you with this episode because it's gonna be oh god, it's gonna be a long one. Um, but I'm excited. Hopefully you guys are too. Um, but yeah, um, I covered the review and the mistakes. So let's start getting into today's topic. So today we're talking about Warhammer 40K. I'm gonna do a little bit of the game aspect and how you could get into it and also just some of the lore because that's one of the reasons I got into it because the lore is just super sick. Um, But yeah, kind of the motto of 40K is in the grimdark future, there is only war. Like, so it's kind of dark, but uh, I'm an artist, or I just love doing art, and just, like, my miniatures are right next to me, and just looking at them, and just looking at all the work I've put into them, and even if they don't look good, because I'm not great at miniature painting, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not, like, terrible, um, but just, they look, they look sweet, and the one problem with 40k is that it costs a lot of money, so you just, just buy a few models, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get to some mistakes that I made, just because, like yeah, so first I'll talk about the general idea of it, then I'll talk about mistakes that I made, and then I'll give my overall review, and I think that's what we'll do for today. But yeah, um, so I guess we'll start with the lore aspect of it, just because. Um, I think that yeah, I think that makes more sense. Okay, um, so let's jump right into it. Um, so Warhammer 40k takes place in the 41st millennium, so if you're watching this in the 2000s, which would be creepy if you aren't, now, what, what am I saying? But yeah, it's about 38,000 years into the future. Now there's lore before it that takes place, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, this is just general lore for it. Um, so there are tons of factions or like races, and they go from like bugs and creatures and monsters up to um, just humans in the future. Um, one disclaimer, Warhammer is very dark, so if you don't like darkness, you don't like 40K. Nah, but you you should do. Um, but basically 40K is a never ending war, so like without war, there is no 40K. Very dark. Uh, ah, jeez. Um, in 40k, humans are corrupt religious people that just need to kill. Basically, everybody in 40k is a bad guy, which makes it fun because, like, in some things, like, everybody's a good guy or, like, the bad guy isn't really a bad guy. In this one, everybody's the bad guy. Basically, 40k, I'll get to the gaming aspect, but basically you're waging war with two armies that you've picked, selected units, uh, created dudes from it. So it's kind of like dun- uh, Dungeons and Dragons when you go to the lore aspect, but then it's more like a super involved, like, 
chess for the strategy and dungeon for the or dungeons and dragons for the lore and storytelling and the actual like battles and stuff and then it's just kind of its own thing it's just it's really it's got a ton of variety you can build terrain you can you can paint you can listen like i mean yeah so go check out lorehammer if you want way in-depth uh warhammer stuff because i mean i might get into in-depth stuff but you know um yeah, yeah i might so yeah but just check them out they're really good um um and then the the 40k universe is kind of sexist not gonna lie but um but basically the the overarching title for the humans i don't know if that's the right word is the imperium of man and they're the futuristic humans um, the emperor was a being that was conceived before you were born, so he's already within us somewhere. If, it, which obviously he's not because it's just a, it's just stories, but, uh, he, he was like a super old person that brought everyone into, um, um, everyone into, like, stop stop making them believe in religion and start making them believe in sciences I guess is what I should say um and then a psyker is like a wizard or a witch like they can they use the warp which is like the heaven or hell I guess of it and it's where everybody's thought gets to it yeah I'll get to that it's it's kind of complicated um the Emperor created 20 Primarchs from bottles, basically, that grew into, like, superhumans. And then they all got split up in this thing called the Horus Heresy, where one of the Primarchs turns evil. His name is Horus, hence the name the Horus Heresy. <coughs> um, but, and then half of the Primarchs turned over to him. And after the war, when the Emperor kills... Horus, I'll go into more detail on all of this in a future episode, but I just want to get the general gist out there. Um, and then they all got split across the galaxy, and the Emperor went out to find them all, and 18 of them were found, and two of them were never found. Um, and then the Emperor sits on a throne, and he's barely alive he needs 1000 souls from heretics which are basically people that don't believe in the emperor which obviously means that you should be killed because i mean yay darkness again um and then the warp is the hell kind of place where all the thoughts go and all the demons and creatures live basically if you kill a demon they come right back and some point in time they're not dead they go back to the warp and then i'll get i'll get to i'll get to more of these things because i guess the first section i'll talk more about the imperium but i just want to get some general information out there the warp can also be controlled that's how the emperor controls it that's why they need to keep him alive so then warp travel is possible and they can travel from area to area um Oh, yeah, and also, if I make any mistakes throughout this podcast, um, send a form or whatever to me, and 
I can fix it. I can just say some general things in the next episode. Um, and then the ecclesiarchy is a church uh, that is basically like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what kind of thing to reference it to, but it's just kind of thing on planet where the emperor is and it's basically kind of an evil organization that spreads the word that the emperor is god and everybody should worship him even though the emperor doesn't necessarily think that um and then they also spread the word that you should kill heresy which is where heretics come and basically if you say anything bad about the emperor then you die darkness again um, basically they say a heretic is somebody who doesn't need to live. <laughs> kind of makes me sad. But also, I mean, well, whatever. Um, and then the S, okay, now let's get to some of the factions. Um, so we'll start with the Astra Militarum slash the Imperial Guard, which are the main army of the Imperium. Um, this is kind of the most diverse area. It's just pretty much every human yeah every human fights in the war and basically this is billions of men and women and probably children don't quote me on that but probably children just because it's so dark that um just go out there they wear armor and they use the first weapon that we will talk about which is the las gun which is basically a laser weapon i'm pretty sure they don't have to charge it well maybe they do but it's like even more advanced than guns nowadays, which is, which just shows how powerful they are, I guess. Um, the Astromedal Tarum is most like humans now. When we get to the Space Marines, then you'll realize how ridiculous it gets. Like, geez. Oh, geez, Space Marines. Um, and then, oh yeah, there are thousands of tanks and millions of people. Um, and then they don't win, they don't, like, I guess they win through just the amount, the sheer amount of people and stuff that come. They just mow down, they just keep fighting, they just, like, they have endless waves of, um, I don't know, uh, soldiers that just keep coming and just, it gets overwhelming. So, like, they're not, like, very tough or anything, but they just get they just there's so many of them that you can just kill a bunch um then i'll talk a little bit more about them when we get to the gaming side of it and then um now let's talk about the angels of death which is like the like what heretics would probably call them but they're space marines um they're genetically created super soldiers that have extra body parts, bigger muscles, um, added organs and skin, and etc. etc. They have, they're basically superhumans. Like their skin is supposed to be as strong as steel. Um, which is like, uh, what? Which is kind of insane. And then, and then, remember when I was talking about the Primarchs, which were created by the emperor so they're like the emperor's children even though they were created in a bottle like uh the space marines are um they each of the primarchs 
have their own legion of space marines that they have a certain name to or like there it's theirs so that's their own gene seed um oh yeah i guess i should talk about a gene seed so each they each have a different gene seed which is the thing that the space marines are created from so like they're just a bunch of like you can have like a gene seed for space wolves, a gene seed for the salamanders, and a bunch of other stuff. And then there are also some other peeps that we'll talk about. I'll, I'll get to some more that aren't space marines, but the biggest part of the Imperium is probably space marines, and there's so many different space marine armies, but we'll get to that. Um, space marines are super religious and they are super arrogant so you do not want to meet one of these dudes like they yeah they, they're probably just not nice at all and then salamanders uh except for the salamanders which are actually nice we'll get to each faction probably in the next episode i mean i'll list them all but i won't go into detail about each one um okay and then here's a list of Different part marks. Uh, so we have Horus, Layman, Russ, and then this is in order that they were found, I'm pretty sure. And then the next one was deleted from Imperial Records, so nobody knows who it is. Um, then Ferris Manus, Fulgrim, Vulcan, Rogel Dorn, Roboot Gilliman, Magnus the Red, sweet dude, uh, Sanguinius, Lionel L. Johnson, Pertrubo, Mortarion, Lorgar, Jog, oh god, Jog, Atai, Khan, oh, I'm so bad, oh jeez, um, Jog, Atai, Khan, Conrad, Kurz, Angron, and then the next one is deleted from Imperial Records, and Korox, Alpharius, Omegon, and that's a list of all the Primarchs. Um, yeah, if you don't know them, just look up Primarchs and you can get different ones. And then I'll name each of the Space Marine Legions. Um, so you have Ultramarines, uh, White Scars, uh, Imperial Fists, Raven Guards, Salamanders, Iron Hands, Space Wolves, Blood Angels, Death Watch, Black Templar, Dark Angels, Alpha Legion, Iron Warriors, Sons of Horus, World Eaters, World World Bearers, Emperor's Children, Death Guard, Thousand Sons, and Night Lords. Um, again, if you want more detail, like right away, go look them up. I'll get an episode next week. Actually, I think I'm gonna do a next another episode next week on Warhammer, and I think I'm gonna go into the different um types of space marine legions just in more detail so then you can figure it out and i'll name their primarch and stuff but basically that half of them uh were good there and half of them went with horus and became demonic i guess yeah um and now this is the one exception to the emperor this is like kind of one of the only like trade that happens in the Imperium, I guess. So the Adeptus Mechanicus are a cult, kind of, that live on Mars. And 
they don't believe in the emperor and now you're probably saying at home um uh shouldn't they be uh, slaughtered then they aren't killed because they the adeptus mechanicus believe in a god called um Nisiah, the omnisiah sorry um and they make everything for the imperium tanks weapons and way more i mean like they make everything so why they don't get killed is because they make all of these things and without the adeptus mechanicus trading with the space marines the space like or i guess the imperium of man they would be dead like just that easy um the omnisaya says that you have to replace your organs skin and everything with machinery so basically the adeptus mechanicus are all cyborgs and they believe in this god that tells them to rip their limbs off and replace them with mechanical parts so these these creatures i want to say are like very disturbing but i mean not that disturbing i will get to some more disturbing a way much more disturbing stuff um yeah they're just crazy um now let's talk about the sisters of battle so we're still in the imperial man and the sisters of battle are a complete group of all female soldiers and they are part of the ecclesiarchy they believe in three things this is kind of like their motto if they have one except their motto would probably be kill heretics and kill xenos scum we'll get to what xenos xenos is uh later um the things the three things they believe in are faith motradam and fire i know right like kind of funny uh, and then they take out heretics, chaos, and xenos, be- and they are like insanely religious, and all of their weapons are like religious, like really weird. Like um, they have a tank that's literally uh um oh dang it I lost the word. They're literally it's literally um like a piano. And man, it's hilarious. Their their group is just really cool. Um, I actually like it, them a lot. They're really cool. And then now we have the Gray Knights. Um, so for every I want to say one thousand Space Marines, there is one Gray Knight. Uh, yeah. So there's very few of these. And their secret group of power armored, which is a type of armor that uh, space marines wear. It's like uh, very specific looking, like they have jet packs and they have shoulder pads. And then they just have armor pretty much everywhere. And they cover their heads, except for space wolves. I mean, they don't always cover their heads, but a lot of them cover their heads. And... Um, which is what power armor is, and then there's psychers. If you don't remember, there that's the wizard, um, or witch. Um, they are insanely powerful. Um, way more powerful than all of the space marines and sisters of battles, which is saying a lot because sisters of battle are like the equivalent to space marines, I guess. Um, so psychers connect to the warp, and if they go too far, then they can go crazy. Um, cause the warp is 
like hell again, demons, just awful things in that place. Or it's not even a place, it's like a an entity, I guess, I don't know. Um, and Grey Knights can stay steady in the warp on the front of battle, which is incredibly insane just because staying like that, wow. I would go crazy. Um, now the Imperial Knights. The Imperial Knights look really cool, but man, they're crazy. Uh, the Imperial Knights are super huge mechs uh, that kill Xenos, Chaos, and Heretics. You know, actually, I just thought about it. The motto for the Imperium of Man should be War, Kill, Xenos, um, Chaos, and Heretics. Bam, that is the Imperium of Man right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're super huge mechs that kill all of those things, and they're super religious, like everything in the Imperium of Man. Yep, they're, I guess, some descriptive words for them. Yeah, so descriptive. Uh, they are savage, huge, and pretty much nothing can get in their way. Uh, they're quite powerful. Like, they're kind of the big things, like demons. Like, yeah, but we'll get to demons later. Um, and then the Adeptus Custodes are like the ultimate space marines. Like, literally, for every... Okay, we'll just say this. For every 10,000 um, Space Marines, there's one Grey Hunter. I said 1,000, but I think it's 10,000. And for every, like, 100 Grey Hunters, there's one Adeptus Kasodi. So it just shows how, how powerful they are. They are the guardians of the Emperor's throne room. There are not very many, like, seriously not very many, um... And then their only purpose is to protect the Emperor's throne room. Also, the Sisters of Battle do that, but these are like the super versions of them. Um, and then... Um, they can stand for centuries without sleep, and they barely need food. So basically, imagine the most super-powered soldier you know, and then buff them up times like a hundred or even a thousand. Um, uh, I guess then we'll go to the Sisters of Silence, and they are the other guardians of the throne. My mistake, I guess it wasn't the Sisters of Battle. I'm an idiot. Um, but they they guard the throne not less from actual like physical attacks, but from warp attacks. Um, the custodians aren't psychers because the um, like the the warp could get in their mind and stop them from being super soldiers. Um, I mean they still help with all threats towards the throne because they swore and because they swore not to like let anything touch the emperor because if anything does then they lose all their warp travel um but the biggest thing about the scissors silence and why they're named that is they swore an oath 
to never speak. They still communicate with the custodians and each other with sign languages and stuff, but it just makes them creepier. Um, now let's talk about some creepy stuff. Okay, the assassins. These are hand-picked um, and like out of armies. They're not space marines, they're usual, they're just normal humans. And once they are picked, they are sent to one of four places, the Aversor Temple, the Calidus Temple, and the Caluxus Temple. The Caluxus Temple or the Vindicator Temple. Um, they learn their ways here and each one is different temple. The Vindicator Temple is a group of assassins with huge sniper rifles and they can sit there and just watch their scope and kill from miles away. So they get hired by um, the Inquisitors and people from the Imperium with power and they're sent out to usually just kill one person. So it's probably a heretic or like a leader of a heretic group or um, a leader of, or like a big orc or something, I don't know. Um, but they just go out and they just can sit there for days and or even months or years and they can just, bam, when they they get their moment, bam, they, they're ready. Um, the Calidus Temple is mostly female, I don't know why. Um, but this temple allows people to shapeshift. Um, they usually get long tasks, so they might get put in inside of a, an organization and work their way up the organization and kill the leader or something. And it can take you years and stuff. They use mind tricks and and lots more like shapeshifting and stuff like that um, to just kill one target. Um, the, and then the Aversor Temple is the temple where people terrorize. Um, yeah, they, this one is kind of disturbing, but the Aversor Temple is the temple where assassins get, like, I wouldn't want to get picked for this, but they basically, um, it's where people get terrorized until they go mad, basically, and then they, pump you up with like rage inducing serums I guess I don't know and then they freeze you and then when they're ready it's basically like a way that they can just obliterate a whole place they drop you somewhere or they drop yeah I guess you somewhere or they want everything to be dead so basically like maybe it's a group of a gene steal cult which we'll get to that but Maybe it's just that and just, it's just growing out of hand. They just drop one of these in here, bam, everything's dead. Um, so the assassins, and then the last assassin's temple is the Caluxus temple, which is feared by everybody, including the other assassins, except for probably the Aversor temple because you're probably dazed, but who knows. Um, uh, basically, they are pure evil and like if you get near them you get super uncomfortable and and they can make psychers lose their minds just by just being next to them so these assassins are just 
there's not very many of them because when they're born, they're born to be in the Calexus Temple and just it makes their parents uncomfortable so they'll probably kill the child just because because it's dark baby oh yeah um and then i guess i guess that'll I'll do it for the assassins creepy group man very creepy then we'll go to the inquisition um they're the most powerful group of people in the inquisition and they have more powers or they have many more powers they have uh, different groups of inquisitors, which are like big evil organizers or leaders, I guess. And that spot, and then the, and then they have different groups of inquisitors that spy on different things, from Xenos to heretics. They investigate people to find new threats to get rid of um, before it gets out of hand, I guess. Uh, they are a bit corrupt, but everybody is corrupt in the 40k universe. True. Very true. And extremely true. <laughs> um, and then the Inquisition has... They're not idiots, but they have this one power called Exterminatus. And basically, they get to destroy the whole world... If, if they believe it is the right choice, so maybe it's covered in orcs because once an orc gets on a planet, it's lost forever. Um, we'll get to that later, but but that's my coolest power, I guess. They have, I mean, I guess that's their main power, and but they have many more powers, and they don't use this one a lot, but they can whenever they want. Just kind of creepy. Um... So now let's move into the second half of it, and we're going to go into chaos. Oh, yeah. Chaos is cool. So I already said it. Say it again. The warp is like hell. It's where everything goes. There are tons of demons. It's weird. It's big and small. It is everything that is everything. It's a confusing place. Um, there are four chaos gods that live and watch over the warp. The first is corn. <laughs> corn. Corn on the cob. No, it's K-H-O-R-N-E. Uh, he likes, he's the god of uh, blood, anger, fighting, death, and more. He's about violence. Um, he just says, this is kind of his motto, doesn't matter where the blood comes from, but it has to be, it has to come from somewhere. So, if, he's fighting if he has his demons fighting something he just he doesn't care where the blood comes from he just wants it to come uh zinch confusing name but creepy name uh is the god of change he is mischievous and he can change everything uh he knows what will happen and what won't happen he's really weird he is understanding and unknowable at the same time yeah, very disturbing. Very confusing, also. Um, Nurgle is about rot, death, and decay. He's probably my favorite. I just like that because his aspect is just everybody dies, so Nurgle has been around forever. And then Slanesh is the last god, and she, or it, or whatever it is, is about pleasure. Um... She's about the excessiveness of emotions. It could be good emotions or 
pain torture. Basically, it's every emotion leveled up ten notches. It is about um, it is about everything in um, like excessiveness to a point that it is like disturbing. Um, but all of the chaos gods, you might be thinking, man, these people are like, or these things are like terrible. But actually, all of the chaos gods have a side that is better. Corn won't ever lie to you. He won't stab you in the back. Seeing she's about hope. If there's change, there's hope. Um, you control your own life. You can't change your own life. Um, Nurgle represents finality. When you're dying, when you die, your mind will be in a good place. And Slanesh is about happiness and emotion, which can be good and bad. I think Slanesh is probably the creepiest, in my opinion. But you know. Now let's get into a big topic. Boom! You know the Space Marines? Well, there's Chaos Space Marines. Boom! Mind blown. Um, Horus Heresy, Horus turned to Chaos, and he brought half of the Primarchs to his side, and all of the Primarchs Space Marines went to Chaos, so that's how the Chaos Space Marines. Um, Chaos Space Marines are the normal Space Marines. I guess they're just evil, per se. Um, all of the Chaos Space Marines are the Emperor's children. And here are the Chaos Space Marines specifically. The Iron Warriors, the Night Lords, the World Eaters, the Death Guard, the Word Bearers, the Black Legion, the Alpha Legion, and the Thousand Sons. Um, I guess that does it for Chaos Space Marines. They're pretty much the same. They all got their different aspect of it. Like, some of them just, yeah, there are just some more disturbing ones because each one is under, or I guess each two is under the influence of one of the gods or one of the rulers or whatever, chaos gods. And so two of them are under Slanesh, two of them are under Nurgle, two of them are under Zinch, two of them are under Korn. Um... So, yeah, but then you pretty much know what a space marine is, so you pretty much know everything that it's about. And then, let's get into the Eldars. So, the Eldar, I, probably my least favorite race, except for the Tau. Actually, the Tau's lore is cool. We'll get to Xenos. But, well, I guess this is Xenos. Um, the Eldar are a technological race of space elves. They created Slanesh, so each god or chaos god was created at a certain point when something happening, when something happened. So Nurgle was around at the beginning of time because if there's life, there has to be death. So there has to be Nurgle. Um, I bet Zinch, yeah, I guess Zinch has to be at the beginning of time because of change and the future and now, Slanesh was the most recent, and I don't know if Korn was right off the bat, but he was got to be soon after the world was created. Um, uh, but the Eldar created Slanesh. Uh, so the Eldar have amplified feelings, um, and they were such an advanced race that they didn't need to do anything, and then they went down the path of... Pure debauchery. That's the correct phrase. It got to a point where it started to corrupt them. Um, they did terrible things. Um, and some point, the bunch of the Eldar left because it was just too bad. They are called the Craftworld Eldars. Um, 
they left on these huge ships to escape the debauchery of the other Eldars. Um, and back where, back at their home place or planets, I guess, uh, all of the emotion at a certain point just, bam. Everything, just all the emotion just got smashed into one explosion and Slanesh was created. Um, she killed trillions of Eldars in a single second. Their souls were ripped from their bodies. Um, so much... Uh, so much stuff was happening that a hole into the warp was created from all of the emotion called the Eye of Terror. Um, so that's basically, if you go there, you, you're done because there's uh, chaos everywhere, pretty much. Um, uh, the Drukari are the Eldari that were just, so they weren't close enough to get their souls ripped out by Slanesh but they were close enough that they got touched by Slanesh, I guess. And so they got corrupted even more. These are definitely the most uh, disturbing race. Um, the Eldars called the humans Monkai, which is a slur for humans, so probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Um, now let's go on to the Drukari. So the Drukari, I don't like the Drukari, they're just really creepy. Uh, so they're the Dark Eldars and the most disturbing race in 40k in my opinion. Um, the Their way of life is the only way to survive is to do Slanesh things. They enslave people and torture them for millions of years without killing them. They do various horrible things to you if you get captured and they're just, they're just awful that I, I don't, yeah, just, that's, that's the Drukari. They're just basically corrupted to the point that they're like, they're not even like real. They're just so awful. Um, so let's go to the next one. Uh, the Harlequins. I like the Harlequins. Uh, they are clown elves that were not part of the Craftworlds, Eldar, or the Drukari but technically there's only the Craftworlds and the Jukari. Remember that. Um, they guard the Black Library, um, which is a place with no ending. It's infinite. and Well, I guess it's infinite. It's, oh, jeez. With never-ending knowledge, it's infinite knowledge. And also their god lives there, who is the god of laughing. So random. And his name is Segorak. Um... These are gods of horror because of how awful the Eldari are. Kind of makes sense. Um, the Harlequins are horror clowns that protect and kill uh, the Black Library. So they're kind of like the Adeptus Custodes, honestly. I mean, except they're probably not as overpowered, but they're probably creepier. Now we get to my favorite, the Xenos. So let's start with the Tyranids. Um, the Tyranids are space bugs. That are huge. Uh, they're super advanced creatures, and their only goal is to eat everything and kill everything and devour everything. And yeah, that's it. They don't really have. They're like super technologically advanced. Well, not technologically, but they're an advanced race of species. Um, and they can. They're just really. They've been around forever, and they just destroy. They eat everything. They get biomass. They the 
the hive mind they're they're like created by a there's a hive mind that controls all of them and they the tyranids can connect to the warp and they can cut off people's part to the warp so basically um if you're getting attacked by a swarm of tyranids they can cut off the warp so if you have any psychers on your planet they can't talk out and get ask for help for any other psychers or planets or anything so then the tyranids devour everything and nobody knows um so yeah it's a group of never-ending bu giant bugs that eat everything they are they have been spotted all around the milky way galaxy so nobody has nobody knows where the hive leader is um but yeah, that's that's Tyranids. I, I love the Tyranids. Um, so then a subgroup of the Tyranids is the Gene Stealer Cults. It's a group of Tyranids that infect humans and spread Tyranids to thousands of humans. Um, they're a serious threat to everything because there are basically an infinite number of them out there. Um, yeah, so Tyranids and orcs are basically the most powerful, I guess, entities in the galaxy. Um, yeah, just because there's, they just keep growing and they just keep getting more and more of them. And the Tyranids keep creating more and more types of creatures, I guess. Um, let's talk about the orcs then. Uh, they're an endless, ne uh, yeah, an endless amount of small to big orcs that do nothing but kill. They should take over everything because, but, so, like, the orcs should take over everything, but they're stupid dumb. They just want to become the biggest orc, uh, so they kill each other. So sad. But the orcs are great. They're basically plants. Um... They use mechs that are made of scrap metal and they shouldn't work, but they pray to the god of the admech and it makes it work. They just believe and it works. Um, and once orcs go to a planet, that planet is infected forever because orcs are plants, like I said, and if they die, basically more spores are created. And so they just grow into bigger ones. They basically grow and grow forever. And basically the orc's motto is the biggest orc is the rule. So if you kill the biggest orc and you become the biggest orc, then you are the leader of the orcs. Um, if they believe it happens, it's crazy. Like imagine like they're in the middle of space, gonna go attack a new thing and a wing falls off of their thing. Or let's say, or like they're out of uh, stuff to power it and then and then the head of it all of it is like uh oh i've i forgot that i said this but i put more into it crockety brockety blah blah or whatever and then the other people are like oh yeah you did and then suddenly they're they're able to keep going it's it's really cool um but yeah that does it for orcs they're sweet i i like orcs a lot um but yes let's talk about the necrons um so they started out as a group of humans that were called the necron tier um they lived on a planet that had radiation 
And so they were always being slowly killed, I guess. So they had really short life plans. Um, they met the old ones, which were a group of super powerful people who had immortality and the Necrons wanted it so then they could survive. Um, so the Necrons waged war against the old ones to get the key to immortality. This is the war in heaven. Be, um, three, no, two big wars are, um, well, I guess there's three big things in Warhammer 40K, is the emperor bringing human society back, the Horus heresy, and the uh, war in heaven. Um, and then, so the Necrons waged war against the old ones, and they met the Satan, which were like the old ones. So the Necrons asked them to help them in the war, um, but they, but the Satan tricked them into getting trapped in torture forever um, because the leader the, um, of the Necrons said we needed immortality so bad, and then he accidentally basically sold their souls. Um, uh, their bodies were replaced with metal, and the Satan ate the souls of the Necrons. The Necrons then were robotic creatures that were basically puppets, um, and they attacked the old ones who created the Corks, uh, the old version of the Orc, and the Aldari, so that's where the creation of the Orcs and the Aldari began. This, oh, I should also mention, this take place. This took place millions of years ago. Um, from now, um, the old ones were killed, and after the war, the Satan started attacking themselves for more power. The Silent King, who is the leader of the Necrons, started a revolt against the Satan to kill them. They, um, but since they were immortal. They won the war because they blasted them into thousands of shards into p and placed them into pyramid vaults where they could never escape. Um, as the Eldari and the Orcs started to close in on the Necrons, they escaped into giant pyramids like vaults to sleep and wake thousands of years later to take over the world. Um, and then in... They've been, the Necrons have been in 40k for a while, but for 9th edition, they were awakened, and <clears throat> and they see all of these new races, and they are really mad, and they just are going to destroy every race, and then, oh, I guess the three main events, my bad, it's the War in Heaven, the Fall of the Eldar, and the Horus Heresy, um... And then the last thing that we're going to call for the lore aspect is the Tau Empire. The Imperium came over to this planet with the Tau and left because it was a bunch of these fish-like people like banging sticks against each other. And they left because they weren't advanced and they said that they could just come back in a few years or whatever and just destroy the planet because they weren't a threat and as soon as they leave a giant warp storm comes in so it's just like a storm that's like basically connected to the warp and it creates a barrier to where the tau is and years later when the warp storm clears uh there's a new race that's now pretty much the most overpowered race in 40k they're incredibly advanced race with lots of robotics and mechs um 
and they're a religious group that tries to convert people to the greater good. Um, the tower, like the new age of 40k, compared to all of the other races, they are a lot chiller. So the tower, not a super dark race compared to a lot of the other ones, and. There's a lot of controversy about if they should fit in the 40K universe because they are not a very dark race. Um, that's part of what makes the Tau, or that's part of what makes 40K so great. Um, so I think that's gonna do it for the big lore side of it. Um, uh, now, I'm gonna give a bunch of links I think go to the post page and we give a bunch of links to pages to look at for more information uh, check out Lorehammer um, they can give you more stuff and then uh, I guess I can just give a little briefing about different uh, 40k stuff in the actual gaming aspect so like I said two armies you get to be one um, faction which I just explained about and you fight an opponent who's another faction and basically you can do giant armies or small armies and you fight war in uh, like an even battle on terrain like that could be a wasteland or a desert and it's a dice rolling game um, and basically you pick a faction you get a bunch you create a list um, Get Battle Scribe. It's a free app. It'll help you create a list. Um, but first, look at Warhammer rules, and then um, and then you buy the models. You build the models. You create terrain for the models. You paint the models, um, and then you wage war in friendly battle. Um, I haven't played a first game yet, but so far 40k has been super fun. It's helped me through quarantine, and overall, I would 100% suggest it. It's just great uh, overall. Um, I guess that's going to be my review. Um, yeah, it, Warhammer is expensive, but just go to this like hyperdoc link that I'll put in the thingy. Just click on some of the links, look at more information yourself. Um, give me submit forms if I made mistakes in this episode. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, um, uh, follow me on Twitter. Try to get a hold of me if you have any ideas um, or questions or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, this is a longer episode, um, but yeah, look for, I think I'm going for two weeks, two episodes, at least two episodes weekly. Sorry I took that break, but um, yeah, peace. But here's a little uh, beatboxing to get you through the rest of the day. But all memes aside, guys, peace, thanks, see you next time. <laughs>